your heart's desire this morning. Draw us near, Lord. Consecrate me now, O God. Amen. Can we just sing that song? There's blood. There is a blood. Amen. So I'm. So I've come to tell you He's alive. We can just sing this song together and continue in worship. There is a blood that cost a life that paid my way and death.
I believe Jesus still saves this morning. Hallelujah. He's alive and well. Praise be to our God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you for the blood, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Maybe the brothers could just come and prepare for the morning offering this morning. We could just sing with my hands lifted up, my heart filled with praise. E flatter F, if you could, please. Brother Mahmoud, could I ask you to come open the service for us, if you would, please? It's so good to have you and your family here fellowshipping with us. Maybe you would just come and ask the Lord's blessing on the service and on the offering. We do have a couple prayer requests that we want to remember. I want to remember uh, Brother Michael and Brother Marco. They wanted to greet the people, let you know they would be making their way home this week, just asking for traveling mercies and that the Lord would be with them. And also the Riddell family is just asking for prayer. Many of you remember Sister Miriam Needham, and her daughter Raylene, and Raylene's four children were in a very serious accident with a semi-truck this week. All of them were taken to the hospital in Edmonton, Alberta, and one of the daughters, Cassidy, has been in serious condition. I'm just asking that we would please remember the family for a quick recovery, that God would use this. They are not currently serving the Lord, but they have a great deal of respect and appreciation for the message and the believers, just asking for spiritual and natural healing for all. But the Matthew just said, if it wasn't for the grace of God, we'd be planning funerals this week. But God was merciful. Amen. So let's remember Raylene and the children. Maybe we could just sing this chorus a couple times as our brother Mahmoud comes just to open the service now in a word of prayer. Oh, with my hands lifted up, let's just worship him for a moment now. And with my mouth filled with praise, and with the heart of thanksgiving, oh, I will bless thee, O Lord, I will bless thee, O Lord, I will bless thee, O Lord, for you are worthy, I will bless thee, Father, this morning we love you, Lord Jesus. From deep of our hearts, we believe, yes, Lord, we believe you, Lord. Your presence, Lord, your grace, Father, your love. You, the love of God, we worship you, Lord, this morning. Thank you so much for this opportunity, O oh Lord for this wonderful day and moment in your presence. And we invite you, Lord, come, Father, bless us. Humbly we ask you, Lord Jesus, because we believe your word. 
We believe your promise, Father. Your word is true, O oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for this message, O oh Lord. Evening light, Father God. Bless us, Lord Jesus. We open our hearts, our souls for your word. And we need to say the Lord with this morning, Father. Come, Lord, speak from your word to our hearts. Give us revelation, O oh Father. We just hope whatever we can just to open our heart and invite you, Lord Jesus. All is possible to you, Father. Lord Jesus, we bring this church and all the needs, sick people, Father. And we believe you all. You yesterday, today, and forever unchanging, holy God. Come, Lord Jesus, and heal the sick, Father. We bring all the sick people before the throne of your mercy, Lord. And we believe you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your promise. Thank you, O Holy Spirit. You wonderful, Lord. You more than life for us, Father. We love you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we depend upon you, Lord Jesus, every moment of, of our life. And thank you, Jesus, for promise. Wonderful, Lord. Merciful. Oh, lovely, heavenly Father. Thank you for everything, Father. Bless congregation this morning, Father. Musician, oh, Lord. Song leader. Bless the ministers, Father. Thank you for all. We love you, Lord Jesus. We bring everything before you, Father. And believe you, Lord. And love you, Lord. And asking all the blessing in the name of Jesus Christ for your glory and honor this morning. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You may have your seats as we take up the morning offering. Our brother Darren's going to come and have an announcement for us. Maybe just as we take up the offering, we can sing. Uh, thanks, thanks, I give you thanks. I am so blessed. Thanks, thanks, I give you thanks for all you've done. I am so blessed, my soul is at rest, oh Lord. I give you thanks, I give you thanks, Lord. Before we show the slides, um, we weren't supposed to show the slide yet. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, for those that were here during the uh, church business meeting, I mentioned near the end that we were looking at replacing PushPay as the mobile app for giving donations. And so, uh, Brother Michael let me know just a couple weeks ago that they've done their due diligence and they've decided they're going to make the transition over from PushPay to a new app called tithely so tithe.ly and um, 
So I guess I got the clicker here now, right, don't I? Okay, so just a few things to note about it because what we want to do is we don't want to start this until January 1st. We want to end the year on push pay, start the new year on tithely. So if somebody makes a mistake and you accidentally submit a donation on tithely before the end of the year, where we can manually transfer it across. But we don't want everybody to do that because then it's a lot of manual work for the staff to do that. So what we're wanting to do now is, so, so starting January 1st, we want to use Tithely instead of PushPay for mobile giving. So until then, use PushPay. So up till, up till January, sorry, up till December 31st, continue using PushPay. So as soon as January 1 hits, midnight, start using Tithely. So what we want to do right now is we just want you to get Tidely set up so you have a couple weeks to create your account, get it installed on your devices, and then so when January rolls around, you're all ready. You can set up if you do recurring giving. You can have that all set up ahead of time. Okay, so now Tidely has multiple apps, and I just want to show a few screenshots because I don't want you installing the wrong one. So this one is called just Tidely. You've got the logo right there, so here is what it looks like on the App Store from Apple. So it's got the green logo, little cloverleaf or something there. Um, so it's, it's the Finance app. So when you first install it, it's going to prompt you to either log in or create an account. So everybody here will probably be creating an account. So you're going to hit the Create Account button, and it's going to take you to the Create Account page. So enter your name, email address, you create a password, and a PIN code. So the PIN code is what you're going to use when you want to use the app to give the donations, like a four-digit code, same as PushPay, makes it nice and simple to get into the app and make your donation. So you're going to enter your information, you're going to submit it, and then you're going to land on the giving page. So when you first, first use the app, it's going to pick the church that's closest to you. And at my house, it's Sherwood Ministries. So whatever that is. So... The easiest thing to do is there's a, oh, go back, wrong button. So the easiest thing to do here, actually, I'm going to use this. So the easiest thing to do here is where it says find a church. If you're Canadian, you're going to type in Cloverdale Bible Way. If you're American, you can do Bible Believers of Washington. So if you just type in the first name or two, so we go to the next slide. On the left-hand side, I just searched for Cloverdale. And the third one down there is Cloverdale Bible Way. If you are in the States, you want to do Bible Believers. So I just typed in Bible Believers, and it's Bible Believers of Washington. And you might recognize that's the camp address. We had to have the physical address for the account. So that is the address. So you're going to tap on one of those entries, and then it's going to take you to the actual giving page where you're going to enter them out. So those that use PushPay, it's going to look very familiar to you. You're going to enter in your, your dollar amount, what account. Back up. So you're going to uh, enter your dollar amount. You pick what category, ties, love offerings, missions, uh, BCA support, one of those ones. You have the option there of recurring giving. Now this, nice, I created a, I gave a donation just to see what, to show you what the process was. So I did $10. So now there's two screens here, and that's because this is the top portion. This is the bottom portion on the right-hand side. So I gave $10, but it says additional 61 cents covered for a total of 1061, which is shown in the, in the green button. The difference between PushPay and Tithely 
a big portion, well, there's two things about Tidely that makes it different than Pushpay. It's, it's less expensive, so we save money there on transaction fees. But also, it has this nifty little feature. For those that want to be, or those that want to cover the transaction fees, you can say, yes, I want to, I want to add transaction fees to my donation. So that whole $10 that you've given up here goes directly to the church. Nothing is taken off. So if I remember correctly, uh, I think it was last year, we spent $14,000 in transaction fees for PushPay. So it's a lot of money. So we are looking at ways to, you know, uh, manage our, our money better. So you now have the option to cover the fees. So when you first go into it, it's on by default. If you don't want to cover the fees, it's up to you. Just uncheck it, and you'll just be donating the amount that you gave up here. And there's, uh, <clears throat> you can, uh, for payment, you can set up a bank account. You can use your credit card. You can use Apple Pay, Google Pay, Windows Pay. So all sorts of pays that you can use to uh, give the money. So that is one nice feature about covering the fees. So it's not a lot of money. It's basically going to be around 2 to 3%. Depends what your credit card charges. So for, for this one here, it was $0.61. Cents. I did $1,000, and it was just over $30 in um, transaction fees. So again, that's up to you whether you want to do that or not. And then finally, once you hit that Give button on the bottom, it's going to say thank you. You've now made your donation. So this app has a lot of features on it. It'll show your latest transactions. Um, I'm not going to go into that, but you've got a couple weeks to play with it, to set up your account, set up your recurring donations if you want to do it that way, um, just so that once we hit January, we have a nice clean transition between PushPay and uh, Tidely. All right? That's everything. Thank you. Darren, we have a choir group that's going to come and sing for us, Florence and the different families that are singing with them. If you want to come and get ready at this time, just have a couple announcements, and maybe we'll just sing a song if we need to. Uh, but regarding the upcoming service schedule, we did want to remind everyone that we have the New Year's service on Sunday the 31st. We're going to have a morning service at the regular time, and then the evening service is going to be 7 p.m., is that right, Brother Tom? Uh, we're going to have no evening service the last Wednesday of December which the date is just eluding me. It's the 27th or 28th. There's no evening service then. We're going to use that for some of the New Year's service prep. That Friday night, the last Friday of the month, we're going to be doing sound checks here at the church for those who would like to sing. And then we're also saving time on Sunday for those who maybe travel a little bit further or need a last-minute sound check in between services here at the church. So I've been hearing from a number of people. Thank you so much. If you would like to sing and you haven't yet contacted myself or Brother Ben, Please do that um, in the very near future. We'd like to try to get a bit of a schedule and start arranging musicians and sound checks and so on. But we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a wonderful time. Next Sunday is our Christmas Eve service. It'll be a normal time at 1030. And the Sunday school has just made an announcement. Brother Richard is asking that all the school children be here, Sunday school children, by 10 a.m. sharp. They're going to be singing for us. So I think if we all just keep the 945 in our minds, we'll be here by 10 o'clock, hopefully. And they're going to sing for us next week. We're also going to have a baptism service next week. It's going to be a full morning. If the Lord's been dealing with you on baptism, you know, the brothers are here. And here's water. What doth hinder? Amen. You can take that step. So God bless you. If you're visiting this morning, a special greeting to you. God bless you. And we're, I think the choir's ready for us. Wonderful.
morning, everybody. Welcome to church this morning. It's good to be here. Just wanted to give a little uh, overlook of the song before we sang this morning. The song is called Field of Souls. It's in honor of the missions report for this morning. And we, it was just, I just wanted to say, I just had it on my heart as we were preparing for this song, um, that this song, it's an ode or a testament to the congregation here and to the ministry and for the Biscal for 50 years. So the song is called Field of Souls. And for 50 years, we've just seen a man in a church just push for this gospel to get out, to get out. And, you know, we're sowing word seed into this field of souls. And just also as, a, as a, an encouragement and a testimony for our own ministry, for the Tom and for the Tim, the rest of the ministers here, um, we have even Brother Michael, who's currently in the field of souls. He's currently in South, South Africa right now. We have Brother Jean, who labored for years in our backyard here in SFU. And we have even some that are singing here that are a testimony to that. We have Brother Victor as well, who's standing here, who's just in Uganda and who has carried the lion's share of the burden for the young people this, this, this year. So we're just so thankful for the field of souls that God has led us to. And this congregation, there's a, there's a line in this song also that says, another cries alone and prays in silence on her knees. And that's... That's a testimony to many of you here and all your giving, as we've just heard from Brother Darren, all your giving that has led to this word and this gospel going out. So we just wanted to sing this song as a testimony to that and just an encouragement for 2024. We're continuing to press on in this field of souls. field of souls together you and I some fields are blooming now other fields are dry we are not the same but differences aside we will work the field Together you and I One is off to foreign soil To work a distant land Oh yes And another anchors close to home To hold a neighbor's hand Tell me who has served the Father more has labored best. Well, the life devoted to our God, that devotion will be blessed. We work the field of souls, together you and I. Some fields are blooming now. Other fields are
so much. We could probably hear that again on New Year's. <laughs> and if not, you better have another one. <laughs> God bless you. We're going to turn the service to our brother Tim. Let him come take his liberty. Let's just sing together. Let the worshipers arise. Father, I see you are drawing a line in the sand. Amen. We'll sing this together as we turn the service to brother Tim now. Father, I see that you are drawing a line in the sand, and I want to be standing on your side, holding your hand, so let your kingdom come, live in me, this is my prayer, this is my
Heavenly Father, we're not just declaring that is in the four walls of this room, that there are, that it is just for this church for worshipers to arise. But Lord, the call has gone out to every kindred tongue and nation. Let the worshipers arise. Let the sons and the daughters sing, for their day has come. The opening of their eyes, the revealing of the Son of Man, the revelation of the names on the Lamb's Book of Life has arrived in these last days to quicken the elect from the four corners of the earth. Father, we're going to speak about missions. We're going to turn to your word because no service is complete without your word. And Lord, as we look into your word, may you focus our thoughts together. I just want to give myself to you this morning. We don't want the thoughts of a man. Lord, we want the mind of Jesus Christ. For we have come into the very intelligence part of the body in these last days. And we pray, Lord, that you'll give us your thoughts this morning. Quicken us, Lord. If there be any needy here, your word is supernatural. May it go forth in power and demonstration. Whatever the need is, Lord, may the people find themselves strangely met this morning in your presence. Physical, spiritual, financial, whatever it might be, Lord, may you just meet that need this morning. We commit ourselves to you as we turn back the pages of your word. Bless the reading of it and the hearing of it, we pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. And uh, thank you, musicians. We'll be turning in our Bibles to Romans chapter 8 this morning. As usual, we have much to say and not enough time to say it in. So we just trust that the Lord will have His way this morning. Amen. Are you looking forward to it this morning? Amen. Well, about half of you are, and I appreciate that. The other half will pull you along with us. And we're glad to have you here also. And uh, God bless you. I'm just thrilled to be a part of this end time message. I, I am so excited of what God's doing in these last days, not just around the world, but in my life. It's a personal gospel. And it's very, very real. And it's very powerful and very supernatural. Well, I better get, I just guess I just better press on. Let's take our Bibles. Romans chapter 8 and verse 16 is where we'll begin. I, I left off or kind of finished up with this scripture last time I preached. Been meditating on it for a while and thought we'd just use it as a foundation today of the things we want to say. Romans 8 verse 16. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Can you say amen to that? And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with Him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. 
for the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation or revelation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our bodies. Amen. The Lord add His blessing to the Word. You may have your seats. Now in this scripture that we've just read, there's two themes if you follow it. Uh, as the Apostle Paul takes us from, we are children and there are sufferings, but it's not to be compared to the glory which we do wait for. Now, in this, in this section, he majors on two thoughts, and, and that is, one, is the glory that shall be revealed, but he's also talking in, in four places here of the creation. And I, I want to zero in on the creation uh, in particular this morning, whether it be in verse uh, 19, he says, the expectation of the creature. Uh, the creature in verse 20 was made subject to vanity. In verse 21, the creature shall be delivered. And verse 22, the creation groaneth and travaileth. Now those are all the same word. And it means, it, it speaks of that which is created. We know we were created. Amen. And we have a creator. That is a different form of the same word. And, but we are the creation and we are a part of a greater creation. But we are creation and we have a purpose. There was a reason that God created us. And the reason that God created us was not the suffering. Amen? Aren't you glad for that? The reason of our existence is not suffering. And that Paul says that we will go through suffering and there are things that we will go through and it's not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in, in us, which is our expectation. All right? So now as, as he speaks about the suffering and we spoke about it last time, I spoke about it last time. I don't like to speak in the plural of myself. I'm getting bigger, but I don't like to speak in the plural. And, uh, you know, the... When I ministered last time, I said, you have a choice to choose from. You can choose the things that the earth has put you through. The creation, the suffering, the scars, the battles that you've been through, the, 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 maybe the complexes that you have gained in life and, and all of those things that you've gone through. Or you can choose what God is revealing to you. And Brother John emphasized that on Wednesday night as he was ministering. Who do you say this is? And it's not speaking of 2,000 years ago, but speaking of today. Amen. Who do you say this is that is at work in your life? Right. You are not the person of the natural family you were born into. As Brother Branham said, I, I had to come to the revelation. I, I realized one day, he said, I'm not the son of Charles and Ella Branham. He recognized he had a greater parentage. Amen. 
He had a greater lineage. We come from God. We go back to God. We were in the mind of God before the foundation of the world, and we're heading back there. And Paul is laying this out in itself. It says, the creature itself, in verse 21, shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Now, sometimes when we, when we look at the glory that shall be revealed in us, now we, we know that Jesus, when He came to earth, and I'm building to something here that pertains to missions and what we're doing, but he, Jesus, when He came to earth, He had a type in the Old Testament, and that type was Solomon, the son of David. As Solomon, Jesus referred to him and said, but Solomon in all of his glory, you see, and he, he referred to the natural glory of the kingdom of Solomon. But we know Jesus didn't come in that kind of glory, and he didn't come for that kind of glory. As, as he spoke about Solomon, the, now the, about Jesus, the Bible says in 1 John 1 and verse 14, it says, the word was made flesh, that's Jesus, the Logos was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, John says. We beheld his glory. But the Bible says there was no beauty that we should desire him. The Bible says he came meek, lowly, riding upon the foal of an ass. And, and as he came into Jerusalem, and they all cried out. I think it was quoted on Wednesday night. Who is this? And they, they were expecting some great glory like Solomon's glory. But this glory was another glory. This glory was a different glory. In John chapter 2, right after, it talks about the first miracle of Jesus, and it says, uh, uh, turning the water into wine, and it says, this beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory. Now something began to come, not from the natural person, but something supernatural began to be expressed. And I want to specifically say, there was more in this man than the people could see with their eyes. Are you with me? There was more in this man. There's more in you than you can see by looking in the mirror. Come on. There's more in you that God has ordained than you can just catch with natural understanding. There's something that God is doing. You'll see as we... We just get to the point here. And Jesus, even in John 17, he wasn't looking for some kind of natural glory. Well, we could save him in, in Pilate's hall. He said, my kingdom is not of this earth. If my kingdom was of this earth, my, then my servants would fight. But as he's praying in John chapter 17, he says, and now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory that I had with thee before the world was. Now there we can see our position because we were in his thoughts before the world was. In his thoughts, the morning stars sang together and the sons of God shouted for joy. We say, Father, glorify us with the glory we had in you before the world was. Are you with me? All right? So there is a there is a glory that shall be revealed in the people of God. It's an intended glory. 
It's God's intention for his creation. The intention for creation is not what we see around us called Satan's Eden. That's not God's intention. What we see is the result of sin that God allowed to come on the earth because without sin, he could not be a savior. Without sickness, he could not be a healer. Without need, he could not be a provider. And so all of these things God had to allow in order to express himself fully. And so he's expressing himself in his creation. All right? But, the, but what we see is not the intention. But the Bible says in, in Revelation 10, and I, I have to make it very succinct here because I want to get to the missions report. But I want, I, want, I want you to see what you're going to see with this thought in mind. In Revelation 10 and verse 7, very familiar scripture to us, it says, In the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished as he hath declared to his servants the prophets. Familiar scripture. One translation says it this way. It says, Then God's mystery... His secret design, his hidden purpose, as he had announced the glad tidings to his servants, the prophets. All right? So the, hidden, the, the, the mystery of God is his secret design. The mystery of God is his hidden purpose. And it's been hidden down through the ages, but we, of all people, are privileged to live in the day when Revelation 10, 7 is fulfilled. We're not just privileged to live in this day, but as Jesus said, blessed are your eyes for they see. Blessed are your ears for they hear. God has sent forth as he has in every age. He anoints the word pertaining to that age and sends forth his message into that age out of his Bible. But in the fabric of the entire Bible, there's been a hidden mystery. There's been a hidden design that God had that Paul speaks about here in, in, in Romans chapter 8 as he says the suffering and the things that we're going through are not, going, are not worthy to be compared with that which shall be revealed in us. Not revealed to us, but revealed in us. There's something God is doing and you are a part of it and God is making himself known. Let me read it from you from the prophet in the message, Christ is the mystery of God revealed. He says, now God had a purpose and a hidden mystery. And that's what I want to speak on to the church this morning. The hidden mystery that he had in his mind before the world ever began. And how that it's unfolded itself right down to this present hour that we're living in. Amen. Hallelujah. Right to this time that we're living in. And God sends a prophet, a vindicated prophet, with a message into this age to make this Bible come alive and give us the key that unlocks the mystery of the Bible. And shows that, that, God, that laying in there all along has been a hidden purpose, but now in the last days it has been revealed. Amen. Amen. He says that's one thing he hasn't revealed yet of how he will come, when he will come. It's a good thing he doesn't 
No, he has showed or revealed it in every type that's in the Bible. All right, so it's laying there in the Bible, but it's hidden until this day. But in this day, the key or the mystery, the key to the mystery comes forth, and it's to unlock the mystery that God has hidden in his Bible. Think about it now. I'm sorry, I just got to preach just a little bit. Is that okay? Think about how, the, how Daniel laid the word in there and how Isaiah laid the word in there and how Jeremiah laid the word in there and how Moses laid the word in there and their lives and their words that they spoke with the understanding that they had and it was real to them. But in the midst of those words that was given by the Holy Spirit for them to speak, to be recorded in their day, there was a thread of a mystery. There was something hidden all down through the ages. The Bible in the book of Revelation uh, says it's sealed with seven seals. And so that mystery that would be hidden down through the ages, that would be recorded throughout the Bible, that would be reflected in their lives, that would be a, a continual eternal fabric that is just moving through time, waiting for the time when there would be a special time for God that he say, this which I've hidden, I show a glimpse of it here and I show a glimpse of it there, but all of this which I was hidden in the days of the voice of the seventh angel... When he will sound, I will reveal all of it. I'll take you back to Genesis. I'll take you back to Isaiah. I'll take you back to Jeremiah. I'll take you back to all the secrets of it. Hallelujah. It's all laying there in the Word. I couldn't help but think about that a week ago. Someone had bought us tickets to the, the classical piece called Handel's Messiah. Have you ever heard of that? Handel's Messiah. It's a classical music piece. I don't usually go to many classical music concerts. It's a medieval piece. And, uh, and so I was sitting there, and there's one little chorus that I like, but it's long. Like, if I preached that long, you'd be some upset. <laughs> it's long. What was it, dear? Two, uh, two and a half, three hours? Something like that. But it has three movements. And, I, and this is what my thought was as I was listening to them uh, play the music and sing the songs that was written by Handel in the 1700s. And it's all about Christ. And the first movement is his coming, his birth. And the second movement is his rejection and his crucifixion. But the third movement is about his return and his rule. And it's all sung from the scriptures. And as they were singing, scriptures. They were even singing out of 1 Corinthians 15, this mortal shall put on immortality. This corruption shall put on incorruption. And they're singing the same scriptures that we preach for this day. And as I was listening to them sing, I couldn't help but think of what Brother Branham said about how that Jesus hung on the cross. But down in the synagogue, they were singing the Psalms. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? My bones, they stare at me. They pierce my side. All of those, they pierce my hands and my feet. All of them which David wrote by prophecy. And they were singing them in the synagogue while it was being fulfilled right on Calvary. 
And I couldn't help but think as I was sitting there, they're singing words that is being fulfilled in this generation. They're singing things they don't even realize what they're singing. The same scriptures that we preach to you from this pulpit, and they're standing there in their glorious voices and with their wonderful ability on their instruments and all the things. And as they're singing those scriptures, and I'm thinking, that's real to me. That's so real to me. These people that are sitting here enjoying this don't even understand. This is not prophecy. This is history. This day this scripture is fulfilled. We're living in this day of the the mystery that was hidden throughout the scripture. And even in 1700s, Handel saw it. And he didn't understand it, but he wrote about it. And he he wrote the, I think it's called a, a great... Uh, whatever, it's a great compo- composition. I'm not musical enough to tell you all the musical terms of it. But it's a great piece. But, this, but it's not about the musical notes. It's about the life of what God has taken those words and put them into flesh in our day. All right, now listen to what Brother Brown says in the Church Age book, in the Laocene Church Age. It says, he stands there, or says, this is the latest in church, he says, but now he is standing in the midst of the church. As he stands there revealing who he is in this last age, he calls himself the author of the creation of God. This is another creation. This has to do with the church. This is a special designation of himself. He is the creator of that church. Are you glad for that? The heavenly bridegroom created his own bride. As the Spirit of God, he came down and created in the Virgin Mary the cells from which his body was born. I want to repeat that. He created the very cells in the womb of Mary for that body. It was not enough for the Holy Spirit to simply give life to a human ovum supplied by Mary. All right, he's, he's nailing it down here. If it was that way, it would be corruption. For all human flesh was corrupt. All were born in sin. Even Mary was born in sin. But he took, he borrowed the womb of Mary and he created that in her. Let me just continue reading. He says, to simply give life to a human ovum supplied by Mary, that would have been sinful mankind producing a body that would not have produced the last Adam. Mary was the human incubator, and she carried the holy child and brought him to birth. It was a God-man. He was the Son of God. He was of the new creation. Man and God met and joined. He was the first of this new race. If he was the first, that means he wasn't the last. Amen? He was the beginning of the creation of God. What does he, what is he talking about? He's talking all sons of God will come by this way, birthed by the spoken word. Amen. We're born in sin. That which is born of flesh is flesh. But that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. There must be a life come into the believer, not your natural life, but the new birth, as Jesus said. Except you be born again, you cannot understand the kingdom of God. 
All right, so he, is, uh, he was of the new creation. Man and God met and joined. He was the first of this new race. He is the head of this new race. And then he goes on and he says, The new creation is not the old creation made over, or it could not be called a new creation. This is exactly what it says. It is new creation. It is another creation, distinct from the old one. No longer is he dealing by the ways of the flesh. All right, so at Jesus, at Calvary, 2,000 years ago, when Jesus was born, it was signifying the beginning of a new creation. All right, he's no longer dealing in the ways of the flesh. That was how he dealt with Israel. He chose Abraham, and of Abraham's natural issue through the godly Isaac line. But now, you ready for this? But now, out of every kindred, tribe, and nation... Sounds like missions to me. Now out of every kindred, tribe, and nation, he has purposed a new creation. He is the first of that creation. He was God created in the form of a man. And now, by his Spirit, is creating many sons unto himself. Amen. Amen. God the Creator creating Himself a part of His creation. Let me say it again. Sometimes we gloss over that. God the Creator creating Himself a part of the creation. You might be interested to know in the Greek that the word Creator is masculine and the word creation is feminine. It's bridegroom and bride. God creating himself a part of his creation. This is the true revelation of God. This was his purpose. This purpose took form through election. Uh, You know, somebody preached recently. I can't remember who it was, but was talking about, you know, what day of creation would you like to have seen? If God, if you were an angel and God allowed you to see creation, would it be day one, you know, where he said, let there be light? Would it be, uh, you know, day six when he made man? Would it be day seven when God rested? You know, what part of creation? I'll say the greatest day of creation is this day. This is the fulfillment and the completion of the new creation. This is the hour that you are living in. This is the secret and hidden purpose that was hidden behind the natural creation in that God would choose himself, sons and daughters of God, to manifest himself in or create himself a family and declare himself through the creation that he has created. Amen. It's a greater, is it greater to see the natural creation or is it greater to see the hidden purpose behind Genesis 1 now come to completion? I say glory to God. What an hour to live in. What a message to have. What, what a partaker that God has made us of his great redemptive purpose. Hallelujah. See, if you miss the purpose, what's the point of being a Christian? Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, I wish I had time to spend on 1 Corinthians 15 just to preach it, but that's not why you came. You came to hear the word, but you came to hear a missions report too. 
But you know, he talks about if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is also in vain. And we, found to be, we are found to be false witnesses of God. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ is perished. He said if there's no resurrection, the whole purpose of Christianity is void. It's not about just Christmas, a baby born in a manger. There was a hidden mystery in there that had to be fulfilled. Then he goes on to say, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Christianity separates us from the world. Separates us from the ungodly things of the world. It's a sanctification of the washing of the water of the word in the life of the believer that causes us to shun the things of the world. But if in this life only is the result of Christianity, Paul says, we're of all men most miserable. You might as well eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow you die. Christianity is not just about a separated life from the world. There's a reason for that. Like an athlete that puts all of his energy into his training. And he sacrifices. And he works out every day. And he exercises. And he labors. And he practices whatever sport he is in. And he, he, he feeds himself the right kind of food. Not everything he wants to eat. He doesn't eat cake and ice cream and, and go to Dairy Queen every day and enjoy an ice cream cone and those kind of things. He can't do that because he's temperate in all things. He that runneth the race is temperate in all things. And so the, the athlete holds himself. Why? Because there's a purpose. He doesn't do all that so at the end of it all he can say, you know what? Uh, I don't need the race. I, I, it doesn't matter if, the, if there's no race, if there's no sporting event, if there's no game, if there's no nothing. You know what? Ah, it doesn't matter. I just do this for the fun of it. Nobody does that for the fun of it. Even Paul says there is suffering that we go through as believers. Yeah. Amen. Come on. There is suffering that we go through as believers. All things are, ex- are lawful, but not all things are expedient. There are things that we refrain ourselves from, even if they are lawful, because we recognize it's not conducive to a good relationship with Christ. You know, Brother Branham, I was reading a message. Brother Branham said in 1959, he was in Los Angeles in a church, and he says, Lord, I'm so blessed by being here in your presence today. So glad that there is still a remnant that keeps the Spirit of the Lord moving in their midst by their consecration and their love and their devotion to you. Amen? You want to know how to, how to keep the Spirit of God moving? Your consecration and your love and your devotion to God. That keeps the Spirit of God moving. And so we realize that, that this isn't about the journey, so to speak. It's about the destination. A lot of times we say it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Well, actually, I'll say in Christianity, it's about the destination. It's where we're going to. We have our lives aimed. There is a purpose behind what is happening in our lives. 
There is, there is a reason we're going through the things that we're going through. That's why the apostle, not the apostle Paul, the Lord Jesus rather spoke in Revelations 3 about the church in the last days would be poor, wretched, miserable, miserable, blind and naked. Why? Because Christ is on the outside. They've lost their purpose. Their purpose has become politics. Their purpose has become power. Their purpose has become man-made position and those kind of things. But we have one purpose, and that is to be the creation of God that he is destined to its final position and glorification in Jesus Christ. Amen. If we never receive a rapture, what's the point? If there's no rapture, we're of all men most miserable. It's not about just living a Christian life, but we do live a Christian life, but we live it for a purpose. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And we, if we suffer, we must, we must suffer with him. Amen. Now, you can go ahead and put the slideshow up. He goes from something. The Apostle Paul, wow, I'm not sure how you got there. That's not the first slide. Let me start me on the first slide. That would be great. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the Apostle Paul starts in weakness and ends up in glory. Every work starts in weakness. A seed is planted in weakness, and it must die in order to produce life. Christ was born not fully mature and powerful, but a babe in a manger. He was born in weakness. The church was birthed in the weakness of the death of Calvary. He was crucified in weakness. The new birth that the believer receives is in weakness. You're born as a babe in Christ, not as a fully matured individual, not with the character of Christ, but the character must come after the birth, for the birth is a gift, but the character is a victory. And so we, we see all of this process of life, even I think Brother Tom preached on Samson, I think it was Brother Tom, and he talked about Samson, it had to be in his weakness that the fullness of his position came to its maturity. While he was weak and going around the treadmill, that in the end of his life, uh, under that captivity, was the greatest victory in his entire life. But it came through weakness. You know, and Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 1, he says, God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. He goes into it in 2 Corinthians 12 and says, you know, God had to show me that when I am weak, then I am strong. Amen? Even though right after that he says, truly the signs of an apostle were wrought in me. But he says it had to be in weakness. I didn't come to you with enticing words of men's wisdom, as he says in 1 Corinthians 2, but I came to you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and power. And so I, as I go through these things this morning, I want you to see one thing. You might see a lot of human weakness, 
But it's in that human weakness that God's strength is made perfect. It's God using weakness to confound the mighty. It's not based on what we're able to achieve. There's nothing in Bible believers, there's nothing in our own strength that we're able to accomplish within our own selves or by our own ability. Everything that is done is done for the glory of God, and everything that is done is done by the power of God alone. It's not a system. It's not a, a, what would you call it, an organization. It's not something of natural man. It must be spiritual or it will fail because it has a purpose and it must meet the hidden purpose that God has in the last days because only by the message of the last days or the message of the hour is it possible for the end time seed to be quickened. The souls we're going to talk about, I'm just telling you now, they're the elect of God that have cried out for this message. For this message. They might come from denomination. They might, there, there are many you'll see, you won't see them here, but we'll talk about them that have come from uh, Baptist backgrounds or Methodist backgrounds or Pentecostal backgrounds or whatever backgrounds, Presbyterian, Seventh-day Adventist, it doesn't matter. But no matter what their church offered them, They had, listen, they had prayer lines. They had altar calls. They had miracles. They had all those things. But still the soul was yearning for more because there's a hidden purpose. And the hidden purpose is that God is bringing his redemptive plan to completion. All right. Amen. So what is Bible believers? Bible believers is the mission's vision of Brother Ed Biscoe. In a nutshell, that sums it up. That's where it started many years ago in the 70s. Before I was even in the message, I was born then. But I wasn't quickened by the word yet. I wasn't born again. And they spent, I think in the beginning, uh, they'd they'd done many things that were before my time, 28 years in India, helping the believers there, printing, translating, oh my, millions upon millions of message books gone out, all of those kind of things. You know, we're, we're very thankful for the foundation that was laid by the vision of a man whom we call our pastor. It's hard not to call him our pastor, is it? Excuse me, Brother Tom, but it's, uh, you know, we, he, he is a man that we look to that God used. And maybe I'm slightly more acquainted with the mission's vision than you, but I'll only say slightly because he declared it regularly and made it known. So we want to bring you up to date on this year, 2023. But I thought by doing that, I just had a a meeting with the... uh, trustees, and I gave them a little kind of synopsis of the last 10 years, because that's basically the time I've been here. I think it's been 11 years now, but, uh, you know, what what has unfolded that I'm familiar with in the last 10 years? Because so often we deal with the current, and we forget the recent history, and and that's why I wanted to mention India and, and 
there are many other things that happened, including the Philippine work and the printing there and all those kind of things that we could go back to. But I'm just going to deal with just briefly the last, what has happened in the last 10 years before I deal with this year. Of course, there's been an ongoing work in China of outreach and translation. And uh, that work continues on to this day. Another work that in the last 10 years was the Philippine typhoon. It was actually a super typhoon, and it brought great destruction amongst the believers there in the Philippines, and we were able to jump in with many other churches into the gap and help them to rebuild and replant and all of those kind of things, and, and we were grateful for the opportunity to do that. And uh, it's not maybe our main focus to do humanitarian work, but we did it for a season. You know, the, we know that in the last 10 years, the Uganda awakening has taken place. We, we know that the opening in Ethiopia has taken place in these last 10 years. And so these are other things like uh, Angola printing has, has opened up in the last 10 years. And I'll deal with some of these of what's going on just in this last year. But I want to just jump over to the message hub because in the last year, last 10 years, there's been phenomenal growth and development in this very important tool for getting the message into every kindred, tongue, and nation. Now remember, the end purpose of God is to create himself in a people and he sends his word to do that. And so the word must get to the people. And the message hub is a, you know what the message hub is, but for those of you that are not familiar with it or hearing this for the first time, maybe new in the message, it is a place on the message, on the internet, where we make translations of the message and English available for people to download in book form to print them anywhere in the world. And so uh, this is the message hub. In the last 10 years... The number of languages in the message hub have grown from 60 to 91. So that's a 50% increase in the number of languages that we now offer on the message hub. I say praise be to God. You know, we're reaching some of these places that were never reached before. Brother Cobus, I'll mention him in a little bit, but he does a report for us and he, he titles one of his slides. I didn't put it up here, but he talks about reachability. That's a word for you reachability, language reachability or message reachability of where, who we're reaching with the messages we have. And there's a lot of the languages we have. There's a lot of work to be done, but he always sends us report, tells us how we're doing. Uh, we've seen more than 100% increase in the number of translations, or in other words, the number of translations has more than doubled in the last 10 years. Praise be to God. We're thankful for that. You know, it's not just one message that's going to quicken somebody. It's being fed on the message of the hour. We've seen in the last 10 years the entire message being translated in Spanish, in French, and now just this year Chinese. And so we're thankful that in these languages, which are major languages in the world and covers billions of people, that they have the entire message now at their disposal, something you in the English language have had all of your message lives. But now they have it entirely at their disposal. We thank God for that. We've also 
we have a seed library project in that we, we, try, we have 227 titles that we try and get translated first before anything else. It's because that contains the meat and the understanding of the message. If a person can read all of those 227 messages, uh, that's more than enough for God to quicken them. All of the rest of the message is also pertinent, but we just want to say we, we endeavor to get these seed libraries done in languages, and we've managed to complete them in 30 other languages. And so we thank God for that. And also in the last 10 years, we have the Message Hub apps uh, for iOS, for Android, and for Windows that are now available. All right. So there are 91 languages available on the Message Hub for the world to feed on, for the bride to feed on. In, 19, in 2023, this year, we added four languages to the Message Hub, Mongolian, I didn't say where that was from because I think you know where that's from. It's from Mongolia. And uh, that's northern, north of China. I was going to say northern China, but it's north of China on the, between China and Russia. And uh, northern Sotho, which is a southern Africa language spoken in Botswana and in South Africa. The Quechua language is a South American tribal language. And that is currently just being worked on, and that's in the countries like Peru and uh, Bolivia and some of those areas in there. And I, I'm not real good on my South American uh, geography, but in those air, mountainous areas, especially where the tribal people are, they speak the Quechua language. And it's very, actually very hard, and, and this is one thing that we pray about, is that we're doing something here we don't normally do. But in order to reach the Quechua people, we are translating from Spanish to Quechua as a first translation, because we would rather translate from English to Quechua, but we can't find an English-speaking Quechua person. We can't find a translator to do that, and so uh, at least not a believer. So pray that God will open up a translator that's able to move from English to Quechua. Amen. And these are important to us because that ensures the accuracy of the translation. We don't like to go through two languages, and this is the only case I know of that I have accepted to do that just because of the need that's there amongst the people. And then just, um, I'll say tomorrow, we're adding the Bulgarian language. And I say tomorrow because I'm right in the middle of it. I'm just waiting for the green light from the Bulgarian people. I've sent out uh, the formatted translations to them. I said, okay, here's what it will look like. Give me the green light, and I'll activate it on the Internet. So the Bulgarian language, you, if you go to the Internet right now, you won't see it on the Message Hub, but hopefully by tomorrow you'll see the beginning of the translations of Bulgarian begin to show up, and that's a, a European language there. Praise the Lord. Amen. Wonderful to see these people get the message in their language. I'm excited I may not see it on this side, but I'm excited when we get on the other side for all the testimonies that we'll hear of, of the impact of the Message Hub. Because the, imp, the, the Message Hub itself is a, a cooperative work around the world. And this is as close as I can estimate. There are 261 translators and proofreaders currently active on the Message Hub. All right, so this is all over the world. We get messages uploaded from uh, Asia, from um, 
uh, Australia area, Indonesia, from uh, Africa, certainly many from South America, from Europe, regularly from Russia, uh, from Japan. All of these places are uploading into the Message Hub to make the message available to their people. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Amen. And we, we thank God for every translator. They're helping to clothe the bride of Jesus Christ, as Brother Branham saw in the vision. There are 17,128 print translations available as of yesterday. And that will have changed, I'm sure, by the time I go home. That's how often they're being uploaded. Uh, so these, this represents 50% more approximately translations than are on any other website. I'm going to let that sink in a little bit. God has blessed the message hub and is using it to reach His people, to reach the elect, to finish the work of the new creation. This year, we've uploaded so far, as of, I think, again yesterday, 1,710 translations. That's up 23% from last year. And we've, that's been in a total of 52 of the 91 languages. Uh, these translations have been loaded in. And that itself is up uh, 27%. Or in other words, that's more active languages than has ever been. And the, the, the believers the, in every country, the translators are catching the vision and they're taking the message. They're translating like the Bulgarian brothers that got a hold of me a few months back and said, you know, I see you don't have Bulgarian. Can we work in the Bulgarian language? And they're working in the Bulgarian. And I, I looked at it yesterday and they've got, I think, about 15 translations in, in different stages of completion. Three of them are complete, ready to be published. And like I said, they'll just be published any moment now, any day now. And so the, the bride around the world is recognizing the importance of getting the message into the hands of the people. They must catch the burden for their own people. It's not Cloverdale Bible way saving the world. Amen? We're just doing what God lays on our heart to do that we might help these people to get the message to their own people. We thank God for every one of them. And there's right now 3,973 audio translations. This will, I think, as the days go by, become more and more important. Audio translations, you see that's about a quarter of the total messages in translation. Audio translations has a huge impact. I'll talk about that in just a little bit. We have developed over the last few years uh, a... Uh, artificial intelligent tool for, to help translators to more quickly translate and give them suggestions for translation. All translations are seen by human eyes and are proofread by humans. But we have this tool, and the reason we have this tool is Brother Kobus Esterheisen. And I call Brother Kobus now the unsung hero of the message hub. And Brother Kobus, stand up. I want to recognize you, if you don't mind. He's kind of Mr. Anonymous in the service, maybe. <laughs> Brother Kobus developed this tool how many years ago, Brother Kobus? About 10 years ago. 
and he started working on it, and, and then he came and said, you know, I've got this tool, and do you think it could be useful, and this is how it works, and I won't go into the details of it because you're not translators. It's not re- really important to it, but it's helped to increase the translation on the message hub. Anything you can do to help the translator is a good idea to me. And so far this year, of the translations that have been uploaded, 637 translations have come through with the help of this tool. And so that's almost a third of all translations now are being done, or just slightly over a third right now are being done with the help of what we call Message Hub Easy Translate. So God bless you, Brother Kobus. We appreciate you so very much. Bible Believers currently sponsors only 10 languages. And the reason we sponsor them is because we, we like to, at times, hit a language very hard, and I've spoken at it before, but we like to try and get that seed library done in the space of two years by getting a team of translators together and, and, and trying to translate 10 messages a month. and Just go really fast and really hard, because if you translate one message per month in any language, that's a 100-year project. I think that's a little long for the time we're living in. I don't know about you, but I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that we don't have 100 years left, and I know I don't have 100 years left. So, but we are con- we're currently sponsoring these languages, uh, the Kermajong language, the Ateso language, and the Luganda language from Uganda. The numbers you see beside them, 74 Karamajong, 125 Ateso, and 22 Luganda messages are translations that are uh, uploaded in 2023. So this is just the activity this year. Uh, the Amara language from South America, we sponsor that. It's, it's one brother that's working on it, and so we're, we're, we're not getting a lot of translations, but what we're getting is beneficial to the bride. The Tagalog language uh, in the Philippines, we got 10 translations this year. The Yoruba language is the Nigerian language. And uh, we have some of our brothers here who are working on that project, Brother George Oyatola and Brother Yomi, uh, sitting, who is always sitting at the back there, anonymously. Stand up just for a moment and just wave at everybody. These brothers are working in the... <laughs> Amen. They're working in the Aruba language, which has almost finished their seed library. And, and so we are, we are supporting some translators in Nigeria to get the job done in the Yoruba language. Uh, the Kurundi language from Burundi is uh, another project which we're sponsoring. They're almost finishing their uh, seed library. The Amharic, the Afanaromo languages are from uh, Ethiopia, and we are sponsors of those, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. And the Arabic language, we help Brother Jason DeMars a little bit in the Arabic. He's running the project, and they've done tremendous this year, 42 messages in Arabic. That's wonderful. I know he doesn't have, he only has one or two translators and and 42 uh, uh, Arabic translations. Arabic is huge. There's probably a billion people that, that read Arabic. And we thank God for the Muslims. Now you might say, why are you thanking God for the Muslims? Because 
they go into countries and take over countries where the people can't even read or write. And they teach them Arabic so that we can get them the message. Amen. Praise the Lord. I say praise God for the Muslims. Praise God for Ishmael's. You know, they serve their purpose. They may not be in the covenant, but they have a purpose. Amen. So we thank God for, for every opportunity we have to spread the message of the hour. This year, in the, on the message hub, there's been 148,511 downloads as of last week in, uh, in the message, in message books, message titles. Now, it's important to recognize, uh, is this okay so far? Amen. All right, it's important to recognize uh, that all but one language has been downloaded. So of the 91 languages, there's only one of them that hasn't been downloaded. I, I didn't even look up which one that was. But uh, other than that, every other language on the message hub is used. Now when we say 148,000 downloads, that's not 148,000 books. For example, in Uganda, where we print there, uh, as you'll see, we will download one message and print 5,000. The same happens in Nigeria where they download one message and print. How many do you print, Brother George? 1,000. 1,000 uh, to 1,250. Between 250 and 1,000. Oh, four times. Okay, so 250 times four is 1,000. Got it. All right. And uh, so that gives you an idea. When somebody downloads one, Spanish is one of the most highly downloaded languages. And it's downloaded all over the world, especially in South America and a church. There's many print stations that have been sponsored by Bible believers and others over the years into South America. And a church will download a message and they'll print maybe 50 copies for their church or 100 copies for their church. That's how the message is going out. And I say praise God for every effort that's gone into every translation. So this, it, this you might be able to add two zeros to the end of that and say 14 million books were printed out of the message hub. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Amen. I say praise be to God. Last week, for example, 7,374 messages in one week in 65 languages. So it's active. It's very active. And uh, I thank God for the team that works on the message hub, which you'll hear it about in a little bit. The Message Hub mobile apps, part of the Message Hub, uh, 46 languages are now available. So out of the 91, 46 are now available on the Message Hub mobile app in the Android version. Additionally, there are uh, 20 languages available in the iOS version. And we are constantly adding to these and I know that I'm going to have Brother Darren up here shortly, but uh, he's not necessarily going to speak to this. But adding languages into the mobile app is quite a challenge once you get past the basic languages. Because some of the languages, like Chinese, have crazy characters. Now, Chinese is on the Message Hub app. But you get languages like um, Amharic. It's like hieroglyphics. And how do you put that into an app? 
And uh, uh, the country of Myanmar was one of the most challenging languages that we had to deal with and try and find some fonts for and that sort of thing. It was a huge challenge, but we labor nonetheless. We believe God's in it. And, and Android is the number one phone around the world. The iOS is growing as uh, uh, more and more people can afford it. We know everybody that has an iOS phone is fairly wealthy and uh, <laughs> can afford to give to missions. And, uh, but the Andro Android has a lot of cheap versions of the phone, so that's the one used mostly in third world countries. Just had to drop that in. This is not a pull for money today, by the way. This is just a sharing of a burden. And that's really what this is all about, you know. I'll maybe go into that in a little bit. Seven new languages were added to the, to the apps, either iOS or Android, in the last year, including Afanaromo for Ethiopia, Arabic. That's a phenomenal, that's a phenomenal thing to add the Arabic language to the electronic version so anybody speaking Arabic around the world can simply go on the internet now and read the message. Praise the Lord. When I see a billion people get access to the message of the hour, it might save 10 souls, but you've got to reach a billion people to get those 10. God's finishing His work. I'm going to get ahead of myself here. A Teso language uh, for uh, Uganda. Hungarian in Europe, Karamajong in Uganda, Shona is a Zimbabwean language and, and some of the neighboring countries also speak Shona. We got that on the, on the apps this year as well as Kurundi for the country of Burundi. And so we thank God. The Message Hub apps are very, very helpful, very much used uh, in many countries all around the world. And that brings me to this point, Brother Darren. We have a special announcement for you. And on the, I'll say, the expansion of the Message Hub. I'll leave it there. I'll ask Brother Darren to come up. And does he need a handheld? Okay. Amen. Take it away, Brother Darren. Hello. Thanks, Brother Tim. Um, <clears throat> actually, just hang a second. Go back to that slide Brother Tim showed with the mobile apps on it. That one right there, number 10. No, no, go back to number 10. Yeah, show, just show the languages on there for each of the apps. Note slide 10. Next one. Next one. <laughs> Actually, I can use the clicker. Okay, you're in 10 right now. Okay. All right. <clears throat> now, this is a lot easier for me to talk about than that, amount, <laughs> that announcement earlier, so I uh, hopefully won't be so nervous, but uh, I get to speak to something that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, Problem is, you know, you start getting all teary-eyed and stuff, and I don't want to get started crying and stuff about this, but so I won't. <laughs> but the message hub, um, I don't want to. I mean, I'll just say, you know, 
I got, I would, by God's grace, I was able to be a part of it from the beginning. Um, and I've seen how it has changed and how it has blessed people's lives. Um, believe it or not, it's been about 15 years since the Message Hub website was launched. And it's been about um, 11, 10, 11 years since the Android app was first launched. So there's been a lot of change. There's a lot of been, a lot of been sorry, there's been a lot of progress made. Um, now, do you notice the difference between 46 languages for Android and only 20 for iOS? Well, this announcement is going to change that. So uh, why don't we just show the, uh, the first slide of, of mine. You can just take that off and show the first slide of, of mine. There we have it. So because we've, we've developed new versions of the, not only the, uh, I don't, I don't want to speak too quickly here on this, but what we've done is made a lot of changes. And we thought, okay, how do we distinguish what we've done now with what we're planning on doing. So we're taking a book out of Microsoft's, out of their book, and we're calling it Message Hub 2024. And we're calling it that just so that you know the difference between the old apps and the new apps. So keep that in mind. So let's, uh, I guess I got the clicker here. So go to the next slide. So we're gonna give, give a bit of an overview. So the Message Hub 2024 is gonna be the next generation of apps built upon a new search engine we've just built. And as of just a few days ago, we finished the first version of this search engine. So our goal here is for users to experience the same functionality and have the same access to all the languages across all the platforms. So iOS, Android, and the web. So you can go onto any of these devices and you'll be able to search the message, highlight, Book, uh, bookmarks, notes, um, cross-references, save your settings, all that. So you can, you can go from your iPad to your computer to your phone, and all of your settings will then be synchronized between all your devices. So wherever you've got a device, you want to access the message hub, you want to access your particular information, just log into the app, you'll be able to do that. That's what's coming down the pipe. So here... So there's a lot more features that are coming out um, than what I just have on here, but these are the major ones. And um, I feel really bad about the Android people, so please forgive me, because Android has been the poor cousin, because there was so much work to work on the message hub. So when we first launched the Android app, it had very basic functionality. And... I always got pulled away to do other things than work on upgrading the mobile app, as Brother Tim well knows. Because there's, there's a lot of, of behind-the-scenes websites and things that are built that you know, people don't know about it, but it's just the behind-the-scenes things. And that ate up a lot of time. So Android was kind of like, okay, well, let's, we'll get to it eventually, unfortunately. So then... The, uh, the one thing they lack on the, in the Android app is they can't do highlighting on the message, which is really kind of lame because I, I can do it in iOS, which is really great, but they haven't been able to do that yet. But with this new version that's coming out, they'll be able to do that. They'll have all the, Actually, how many iPhone users are here that, that use the Message Hub app? Anybody here? Okay, got a few here. Okay, so 
we're going we're gonna to show you some screen action. We're going to give you a live demo of the new website. And you'll get a, get a taste of what's going to be available on the, uh, on the apps. So for the Android people, they don't have this uh, text highlighting, copying, and sharing as is already on the current iOS app. But they're going to have that soon. Uh, I already mentioned this about synchronizing your settings across multiple devices, so you can just jump from device to device, and you can then pull up all your highlights. You can look whatever information, your notes, your bookmarks, it's all going to be there for you. And then, this is probably the, you know, the biggest change, is we're planning on adding an audio player to the app, um, but we're also going to enable... It's going to take time to do this. It's not something that's instant. It takes a bit of work. It takes some money. Uh, but we're, we're going to have it so that you can then follow along on the text, or the, the audio will follow along on the text. So as you're listening to Brother Branham, you'll see the text highlight for you, scroll automatically, So just like other apps out there are doing it right now. But to do that, we're not planning to do that by hand, because that is a lot of work. So what I, have, what I did find, and I've tried this out, and it worked out very well, is that we have, there's a company that offers a service. You upload your text, your audio, and it spits back and says, okay, this audio clip starts here, it starts here, it starts here. So we just take that data, throw it into the app, and now we have synchronized playing between the audio and the text. So, but it comes at a cost. So, and it, of course, it varies by language because these companies charge by the hour. So if you have a message that's three hours, they charge you for three hours of transcription. And so for the English, it's upwards of $6,000 US to, trans, to a trans, transcribe whatever. It's not really transcription, but to do this linking is about $6,000 US to do around between 2,500 and 3,000 hours of Brother Branham's voice. So there is a cost to that. So it, there is a caveat to this working, and that is we have to be able to afford to make these changes. So we are planning on making some commitments. Now, one of the greatest things about the, the new app that's coming out is that it's built on a new search engine. So the search engine will be used on Android, on iOS, on the web, um, whatever platform that we decide to roll it out on. And so it actually makes development time a lot quicker. So for the uh, 2024, we're planning to roll out all new apps. So starting in early January, we're going we're gonna to release a search engine website. So it's going to look like the iOS app, but it's on the web. It's only going to have basic features because we have to have the user accounts for you to sign in to synchronize all your user settings and that. So we're going to just hold back on that portion, but at least you're going to be able to search, have the cross-references and that type of thing on the web in early January because... Okay, I gotta, I gotta pause here for a second. Um, the reason why it has to happen in early January is because Sister Julie Kozla, hi, Sister Julie. Stand up, Sister Julie. <laughs> well, I can't see her. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I was gonna say this at the beginning, and I forgot, but also, also I'll say it now. Um, in the last few years, um, God has raised. Uh, different people up to help me. And <clears throat> just, just kind of pondering about this, that, you know, for, 
I'd say about 10, 12 years, you're thinking, hey, Lord, who is there that can help me? There's a lot of work to do here. I need somebody to help me. And so um, the Lord, Lord opened up some doors. And uh, <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, but then the Lord started opening some doors for different ones to come here, to rise up. Um, one of those was Brother Jean, <clears throat> Brother Jean Manasse. Brother Jean? <clears throat> we all know Brother Jean. Most of us do. So Brother Jean, he helped us with the iOS app, but also Brother Andrew Hoyer, who's moved on. He also helped us with that initial iOS app. So those two brothers and I, we worked on rolling out the new iOS app. Um, and then for the new search engine website that we're building, initially we had Brother Roman Danilov, which I don't think he's here. His wife is here. But Brother Roman started us off with that. Then uh, I took it over for a season. Then Brother Jean took it over for a season. And then Sister Julie Kozla, she stepped in on the scene, and she started taking it over. And so this search engine website you're going to see is a combination of the new search engine we've built on top of what the web um, pages that Sister Julie has built. So that is going to be happening early January because she's going to India for a month on January 5th. So we have a deadline to get this done by then. Okay, so the next, the next date is the end of March, Q1. And that is going to be the new, mobile, new Android app. And that's going to have all the features that the current iOS app has, highlighting bookmarks, et cetera, all of that stuff they've been waiting for for a long time that people have been asking for. And then Q, Q, uh, Q2, end of June, is going to be the initial rollout of the synchronized audio player. That's going to give us time to start um, using that transcription process to get all the time codes and be able to link the text to the audio. And at the same time, we're going to send out updated apps for iOS and Android. So they'll both be able to have audio players on both of those apps. And then Q3, end of September, we're planning to, add the, planning to have the ability to synchronize user settings across all platforms. We're going to update the mobile apps. And we're going to update the search engine website so it matches the same functionality as the mobile apps. So now you're going to have the same experience. doesn't matter what device you're on. You're going to have a very similar experience between Android, iOS, and the web. So wherever you have access to the web, you can get onto your message hub account. So the next part here is going to be a demo, which is always scary because demos don't always go well. But we've tested this. We checked it again this morning. Everything seems to be working well. So... Um, just give the brothers a moment here to change everything around so it shows the website. Okay. Is that big enough for everybody? Does it need to be a little, bigger, a little bit bigger? It's okay? A little bigger? There you go. Okay, let's, let's do that. Okay, a little bit bigger for you. So now anybody that has seen, well, even, even the Message Hub website is something similar to this. We have, you see a bunch of <clears throat> buttons there for languages. It's the same sort of interface as on the iOS app. So we're going to just focus on English today because this is not a completed app. It's 95% done, a few little more tweaks, some cosmetic changes, Sister Julie, and uh, then it'll be ready to release. So we're going to go into English. We're going to select that language. So... We've now added that to our content, so we can select now whether we want to read a sermon or read the Bible. So we're going to just for now, we're going to, we're going to read a sermon. We're going to go into the sermons here, show you some of this function. 
functionality that we have. So <clears throat> this is the, what we call the, the message reader. This is where you're going to read your, your message. So um, at the very top in the center there, you've got sermons where you can click on there, and it'll take you back to your contents page. You can select some other content. Again, you'd have multiple languages in here if uh, you click the plus sign there. And you could, you could add another language here. We could add you know, Spanish onto here if we wanted to. You can click on that. It'll add it to the list. Um, then you could select uh, so in, uh, sorry, Spanish content. But let's go back to, or just clo- you can just close this. Hit the X and close it. So um, then down below that, we see the title of the message. So we can select a different message. So it's going to default on the first translation, or first message of Brother Branham. So we'll click on the title at the top there. And it's going to allow us to change to the, the, uh, another sermon. So on the left-hand side, it gives us a listing of all the sermons. We have a few buttons there at the top there for d- different ways of sorting it. Um, you, have, you can sort it by the date code, by the title, or by location. And we also have a, have a filtering uh, option there. So you can type in something like token and space Jeff. So we want to find the token message that Brother Brown preached in Jeffersonville. So we just type token and Jeff, and there's the message. So we can click on that one, and now it brings us to the token message. At this point, we can, we can close the sermon list, so we can have it in full screen, or full width. On the right-hand side there, far right-hand side, we have a full screen mode. So if you just want to read Brother Branham, just the message, it hides everything else. So there's no browser tabs, no address bars, anything like that. It's just your content. And if you want to go back to the was, you hit the uh, similar button at the top right there, and it takes you back to the normal mode. Uh, beside that is the, the settings box, or the setting gear. And on here, we allow you to change whether you want to go, if you want to adjust the, t- the font size to make it a little bit easier to read for you, or you can make it smaller. And we also have the uh, theme, whether you want light theme or dark theme. So you can see what the dark theme looks like. And for this demo, we'll just, we'll just stay in the light theme. Okay. And then on the, uh, now on the bottom, we have three icons. So the left one is an icon of the pillar of fire for the, for the message. The middle one there is the audio player. Now, for English, we have all the audios, uh, audio files. So we could play this, and it would just play Brother Brand. There's no linking to the text. It's just going to play it. And then, um, so we can just hide that. And then we have the Bible icon on the right-hand side, and it'll switch us over to, back to the Bible. So, um, so what we'll do here is let's just go back to the message. I want to so- show you something here that you can't currently do on the iOS app. And there's other apps that don't have this feature. We tried it. We want to do some searching. So we're going to hit the hourglass here. So we have a field there for entering our search terms, we call it. And then a couple of sets of buttons there. You need to search all the sermons or just a current ser- sermon or all words or the exact phrase. So if we type in, just type in love him. And then we'll do a search on that, just pressing enter. So we have over 4,000 results. If you hit exact phrase, drops it down to 1,600. So it's either all words or that exact phrase. So that's, and then you can also just check between the, all the sermons or just the, the one you're currently in. Now, the people that like to study the message, here's some new things for you. Um, so we're going to clear out that, the search filter there. Let's just put in the word love and search for love. 
So we have 8,711 results. By the way, this is this, this database I have here is old, so these numbers are actually higher now. Um, but one thing you can do now is you can do wildcards. So put an, put an asterisk at the end of that. Press enter. Oh, I'm sorry. Take off exact phrase. That's a key point. Put on all words. There you go. So if I do, for all variations of words that start with love, there's over 11,000. So you can see in the first paragraph there, there's love and lovely. L-O-V. Yeah. Okay, Brother Tim asks us to take out the E in love. No, 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 no. Just L-O-L-O-V. Yeah, there you go. So there's 12,000 there. Okay, but, okay, now what you can do, if, if there's certain words you don't want, we can remove those from the search. So let's take out all variations of the word, or sorry, let's take out the word love. We don't want to include love in this search. So we just add a minus to the beginning of the word. We do a search. So we've, took, we've taken out about uh, eight, 9,000 um, hits. So right now, all variations of love, without the word love itself, it's only 3,500. So there's, there's a bit more power in here. There's, there's more to it than just this. Um, once we release the app, then we'll actually have some documentation to show you, okay, well, how can you search the message? What, you know, what are the different ways that you can search for quotes? Um, I'll, I'll, we'll show you one more. Uh, let's keep this one, we'll just keep this one simple, though. Okay, so let's clear that search. Let's just do a bracket. Let's just put in God, then space, capital O-R, and then do Jesus, and then do or Lord. And then closing bracket, and do a search on that. So you, now this, what it's doing is it says, instead of finding all words in that paragraph, this makes it so I want to find God or Jesus or Lord in that one, in all that search. So now we've got like 81,000 results. That's a lot of results. But it allows you to actually, you know, narrow down your searching a lot more finer than what we have today. So again, there's going to be a lot more document, there'll be documentation for this. Um, so that those that really like to study the, the message and dig into it, uh, you can have some more tools to do that. Okay, um, so let's, let's close this off now. And then let's find, let's find a cross-reference on the right-hand side. Just scroll. Oh, yes, yeah, let's, let's change this message. There's, not, there's, not, there's no cross-references in this one. There you go. So don't, don't click it yet. So we've got the sermon list on the right-hand side. You're going to click a cross-reference now. It's going to cause a cross-reference to appear on the right side, and it hides the sermon's results. So now we've got the sermon. So it's easy now for us to see the cross-references and the sermon side by side. So we don't have to keep going back and forth like we do normally on the mobile apps. Okay. I will explain cross-references for everybody, just in case you don't know. So um, in the message, when we got the, when we got the English text from uh, Brother Mamelis, on the top of the paragraphs, he would say, okay, these are all the, the um, references of the scriptures that Brother Branham is referring to in that paragraph. So what we did is that we collected all of those scripture references and we put into a database and linked it 
to that specific paragraph. So if you wanted to know, okay, what scriptures did Brother Branham say about that quote, you click on the number, now you see all the references that have been added to that quote, um, that, oh, sorry, all the scriptures that are tied to that quote. And because we have that link, we can do the link in the opposite direction. So let's click on Hebrews 8.12 and the cross-references. So down there, so down there at Hebrews 8.12, it shows there's six cross-references. And we can click back, click on the six, and that'll take us back there to Hebrews 8.12 and we can get back to the message. So this, it allows us to link the Bible to the message and back and forth. Um, because it's always nice to know what did Brother Branham say about, you know, this particular scripture. Well, I can just go in the message hub now. I can click that cross-reference, and I can see a list of all the sermons that Brother Branham preached where he referenced that scripture. Now, that list is not exhaustive. There's certainly, I know there's, uh, who was it that just did that to me? Brother, where is he? Brent, Brother Ben Drake. He found one that wasn't in there, so I just added it the other day. So, if you find something, say, hey, that, that, that scripture should be linked to that paragraph. Let me know. Let Brother Tim know. We can always edit it and add it in there. Again, it's not an exhaustive list, but it's, uh, it, it is a great start. Ah, um, and then let's just take a look at the Bible. We'll just, we can just close the cross-reference there. We'll just show the... Uh, so if we hit on Hebrews 8, we can go to the table of contents where it lists the books, the chapters, and the verses that we can then navigate to, to whatever we want to read. So... If we go to Revelations 10, and then we just go to verse 1, let's get or something. And then now we can get back to, we can start reading from Revelation 10, 1. We can, we've got the cross-references here if we want. Uh, we can also do a search. And the same search things here, we could do love, asterisk, which gives us all the um, varieties of the word love. So we have the same, the same search capabilities, both the Bible and the sermon. Now, we don't have the uh, highlighting in here yet because it is just a browser, so you need to be able to log in to identify who you are so that we can then pull all the, um, the uh, highlighting and the bookmarks and all that down to the browser. But we don't have that functionality yet, so it's just, it's, this is just ba what I call the basic release so far. So this is the release that's going to be available in um, beginning of January. We're going to have a link on the Message Hub mobile website so that you can just go there. Um, I'll give you a heads up. It's going to be pretty easy to get search.messagehub.info. Pretty easy way to get there. That's what we're planning so far. So, um, But the, the link will be on the Message Hub website when we do launch it so that you have access to it. And uh, again, so this coming 2024 is a year. I've got commitments from my team to get things done. And uh, so we're looking, we're looking forward to it. We're all excited about it, getting this message out. Um, and I'll just say, you know, we're, I'm, you know, I have to exclude Brother Jean because he is a minister. I am not. But as, as a young man, you always think, you know, Lord, you know, because you hear different ones being called to the ministry, Lord, am I called to the ministry? Well, no, I wasn't. Which is okay. I don't mind that. Don't mind that. Um, but being part of Brother, being part of the assembly here, you know, many of us, in some way or another, we get involved. What is God doing? What can we do to promote getting the word out? Whatever that is. 
And it doesn't have to be, you have to be a translator or anything, but just find, you could find something, something simple. So the whole vision of Brother Biscoll is that Bible believers is a conduit to pass whatever the funds are, whatever the need, to be able to funnel those funds directly to where the needs are. And the way I look at this, this message hub is, it's, it's basically, it's a funnel. It's a channel. It's a conduit to be able to get the messages that the translators translate and being able to channel that to the believers so they can have access to it. So um, I know that, you know, in talking with, with calling my team, um, you know, we're, we feel very blessed to be a part of this, that God has, you know, graced our lives that we can do this. Um, so I just want to say thank you to Brother John, Sister Julie, Brother Roman, he's not here. Um, Brother Andrew Hoyer, who's not here. Um, and, of course, we want to thank our Lord that has uh, made it possible and, and has given inspiration um, to be able to pull some of these things off and uh, just the, the burden and desire to, to get the word out and just do what we can for, for him and for you. God bless you. back to my slide. Sorry, that's not the end. Is this okay? Amen. Just wanted to give you that announcement, and I wanted Brother Darren to commit himself publicly (laughs) to getting this done. He has a great load on his shoulders, and we appreciate all of his co-laborers. I I thought, and correct me if I'm wrong, Brother Darren, uh, that Brother Ben had done some work also. Uh, your own son, whom you forgot to mention. So, Brother Ben Hoffman, also thank you. And thanks to Brother Darren. We appreciate each and every one. We especially appreciate them because we cannot pay them to replace their work. Uh, It's just impossible for us to pay them at the level that they're used to living and so, or they're used to receiving uh, from their work. So whatever they do, they put in a lot of time for very little reward. Pray for them, that God will bless their labors and that God will bless them financially. You know, um, as, we, um, as we talk about missions and Bible believers, we are not separate from Cloverdale Bible Way. I want you to understand that, that as I mentioned, it was birthed under Brother Biscoe's ministry. We use a different name, Bible Believers, because Brother Biscoe used a different name, Bible Believers. And we're under the guidance and the leadership of the local ministry, the local pastor, uh, also the trustees. And, and that's very important that we uh, operate that way. I don't believe in a headless missions organization. This is the vision of Cloverdale Bible Way in cooperation with many churches around the world. The message is not a denomination. The highest authority is the local pastor. And that's the way the message, that's the way the Bible teaches it, that's the way we believe it. And when it comes to missions, as I already said, this is not a pull for money, but this is a sharing of the burden. And in a recent meeting I had with the trustees, I explained that missions is not like the rest of the church, okay, or the rest of their burden. 
I'll put it that way. You know, the trustees oversee the, the physical building that you sit in here and ensure, you know, that everything is taken care of. They, they oversee the school and all of the burdens that are there financially and, and the camp and all the burdens that are there financially. Those, that has a lot of infrastructure and a lot of constant uh, overhead, fixed expenses, we might call it. But missions is simply what you give. If you don't give, there is no missions. It's just that simple. If we have no missions offerings, we have no missions. Missions is not tithes. Missions is not regular offerings. Missions is completely separate. And so having said that, you know, we want to, uh, I wanted to make that perfectly clear so that we could understand your burden for missions is your burden for missions. And I'm not just saying it to the local congregation. I'm saying it out over the internet. As we have many people around the world that are burdened for missions and that are part of Bible believers with their burden. So pray for them. Pray for Bible believers. Pray for missions. Uh, it is not without a vision, but it is its own. Uh, as I said to the trustees, I said, um, we don't worry about how to cut expenses in missions because all missions is expenses. We worry about how to raise funds. We don't lower the expenses, we raise the funds. And, uh, you know, you can lower expenses in a building. If you had a building, you turn the lights off or you can uh, do other things that lower expenses. But ultimately in missions, what you put in is what goes out. And it's, it's a flow through, as Brother Darren said. Bible believers is a way to connect the giver with the need. And so that's what we do. All right. So now I just want to, just for a few minutes, just focus on something specific, some specific areas that we're working in and uh, that we've talked about a lot. And the, reasons we, the reason that we wanted to have this meeting today was because oftentimes the missions reports have been as the result of a trip. And so we focus on that particular area at that particular time. But I just want to uh, just highlight a few things from a few areas around the world that we are focused in. Number one, China and have been since, since I've been here and long before I got here, been focused in China. And you know many of the, much of the history of the country of China. But in 2023, we're so happy that we finished the print translation. That is a huge milestone. And God bless Brother Murphy and his team. That is a phenomenal accomplishment that requires much dedicated work, much focus. And, and I have to actually be caution him because of the next one, and that is audio translations, taking the print translation, listening to Brother Branham's voice in the English, and recording the Chinese in conjunction with the English. They have passed the halfway mark in the audio translations. So they're the most advanced language in audio translation, obviously, other than English. And the reason I meant, one of the reasons I mentioned that is that when Brother Darren says, follow along with the audio, we're not just talking English. We're talking all the languages. And so if there's a, if there's a translation in print, the, the audio is going to become very important and has become very important. It was the audio translation that began to open doors in Uganda for the awakening there. 
We see just recently, Brother Murphy and I were talking about doors that have become open because of the audio translations being sent out over the internet in witness to many people around China. That's the internet is one place that there's still a little bit of freedom for Christianity, not much, but there's a little bit of freedom and, and you're able to get the message into people's hands. The audios, the audio messages that have been sent have had a huge impact and even this week there's been more baptisms over there in China. So doors are opening and uh, the audio is a, an important part of that. And, uh, and so pray for Brother Murphy because as I've said, the focus, the mental focus that is required to do audio translation at the speed that Brother Branham preaches is tremendous. And it's a great strain. And I've, I've cautioned Brother Murphy more than once already, don't burn yourself out because you can. And so it's just like preaching, only he's doing it every day, all day. And so you can imagine what the strain is on an individual. So how many will bear up Brother Murphy in prayer as the Lord strengthens him to do this? And, and I tell him every day at 5 o'clock, I say, take the rest of the day off. <laughs> I'm such a nice person to work with, aren't I? But uh, we thank God for Brother Murphy and all that he's doing. This year coming up, uh, we, we need to do some more Bible printing. We'll be printing a thousand bilingual Bibles for the demand around the world. This is not for the country of China, but this is now as the, the Bibles have got out and connect the people to the message. Uh, this is going into many countries of the world and the King James Bible, the translation that has been done has become well known around the world and we need to increase our inventory because we're actually out of stock in the bilingual Bibles and we're looking at printers in different countries uh, to do this for us. Talk about Angola briefly. We've had a print uh, uh, work in Angola be because of various reasons. This year has been a, uh, a low ebb for the printing work in Angola, but we'd like to see it flourish as there are many churches. Angola is a different country. And uh, they have, uh, uh, you know, they've they still have a communist mentality in a free market country. And it's very difficult to work with and the government is difficult to work with. So printing within the country is the best way to go. And you can see there are stacks of message books that were printed this year and uh, at the beginning of the year. And so it's, uh, the work needs to continue to move out there as they uh, are continuing to do translation in the Portuguese language. Uh, this European Portuguese language has uploaded 66 translations this year to the Message Hub, and that's what we print in Angola. And there's also, for the country of Brazil, uh, a Brazilian dialect of the Portuguese language on the Message Hub, and they've uploaded 39 translations. So the, the Portuguese language, anybody here speak Portuguese? I, probably not. It's not a very common language. There's a hand, someone pointed, one person. All right, talk to me after the service. And uh, the, so there, Portuguese is not a common language, but uh, it is spoken by millions of people. And so we thank God for the translators there and the work that they're doing, which is then being printed in Angola amongst other places. These are the, these are the, the message books that are printed. And uh, uh, we'd like to be able to get to $2,000 a month in printing expenses if the Lord provides. 
And so I'm just mentioning these numbers now so that you're aware of the burden just for one country could easily be $2,000, but we do send what funds we do receive, and they're able to use that there in Angola. Ethiopia, you're well familiar with what's going on in Ethiopia, so I won't uh, share a lot of the details, but I do want to say there's been a lot of baptisms in Ethiopia this year. 72 baptisms so far in the country of Ethiopia. That's the most in any one year since we've begun the work over there, and the work is spreading there. Um, amongst these baptisms was two pastors and their wives, and uh, they, then, you know, the, you heard about the healing of the sister from cancer, as well as another sister in another location from tuberculosis, and so this causes a stir. You know, God does it that way. He attracts attention to the Word. Brother Branham says divine healing is the bait on the hook. It's not the hook. The hook is salvation. The hook is faith in Jesus Christ. But divine healing He uses to draw attention to His Word and quicken the elect by the revealing of His Word to them. Because God is a supernatural God. This gospel is not a philosophy. Amen. This is not psychology. This is the reality of the supernatural made manifest amongst human beings. And we thank God for what He's doing over there. Uh, there's been three fellowships that have been added this year in the country of Ethiopia, and two more are, are just on the verge of, of becoming regular fellowships there in the country of Ethiopia. So the, in translation works, with this year there was 49 Amharic translations uploaded, uh, 13 Afanaromo translations, which is uh, uh, the southern region below the capital. It's actually the largest language spoken in Ethiopia. And we're very thankful to say that Tigrinya is back online. Tigrinya is a region in the northern part of the country that was under war with the government. And uh, the, the believers that are in that region became separated and Brother Basabosi recently traveled into that region to reestablish contact. And in doing so, he connected the brothers with translation work. And now translations are beginning to happen in the Tigrinyan language. So we thank God for that. You know, that's not, uh, you know, you never know how God does things. But uh, uh, it's not easy to get into that region. It's, it was... It was a battleground until just recently. They just recently came to a, a ceasefire with the government. But uh, Brother Basabosi happened to be able to get into the region because the country of Uganda supported the rebels. And he's a Ugandan. And so he was well received in that region, you can imagine. And so uh, it doesn't make him popular with the government of Ethiopia but it made him popular in that region. So he was able to get there, make contact, and do some outreach work there in the region of Tigrinya. So pray for that work that's going on. We thank God. All right, these are the brothers that are, uh, as I mentioned before, Brother Mogus on the far left there is the elder minister in the country, Brother Tesfa and Brother Tesfa beside him. Two Tesfas from different locations. The brother standing beside me is the main translator in the Amharic language, Brother Aseged. 
He's a highly educated individual, actually runs his own college, and uh, uh, we're just real happy to work with these brothers. God has given us real quality believers in that country, and we thank God for that. Needs in the country of Ethiopia. Uh, printing. We're, we're having to do some printing, and there's, there's got to be a reprinting of the church age book in Amharic, as well as we're just finishing up the translation of the Afanaromo church age book. And so that'll be needing to be printed, uh, as well as they need support in outreach and, outreach and just general support in their meetings and supplies and that sort of thing. And so just remember the country of Ethiopia in your giving. If you've got a burden for that, the Lord is doing great things in the country of Ethiopia. Uganda, I think this is the last country that I have on my list here. I won't say I saved the best for last, but every time I think the awakening is going to die down, something fans the flames and more souls come in. Uh, it's, it's unexplainable, as you'll soon see. It's mind-boggling. Uh, there are not words to describe it. It's beyond comprehension. I would love to be able to put you all on a plane and take you there and sit you in a meeting. And if, I, if we gathered all the believers together that have just come into the message in the last year and you were all there, you'd have trouble finding each other because there's that many believers that have come in recently in the last five years or so, six years, in the country of Uganda. Obviously, baptisms are... One of the main focuses, you know, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost is still the prescription. Hasn't changed from the book of Acts. It's always been that way. Churches have diverted it into other prescriptions, but that is the prescription for a believer. Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, the new birth. This year in, in Uganda, these 5,640 souls recorded baptisms. What that means is those whom Brother Fred and his team and Brother Stephen Abali and his team had a direct hand in the baptism. All right? We don't record baptisms as far as what's going on amongst the churches once those people are baptized, go home, a lot of the ministers, then they, they introduce their own churches to the light of the hour, and then their people, they baptize in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so these are only the baptisms that we know about. There's about 5,600 baptisms just this year in Uganda. Uh, as I said, un unknown others are not recorded yet. And that means there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of sheep to feed. As I said, every mission's work is birthed in weakness. You know, they're born into the kingdom of God by the new birth, but now you've got to feed that experience. You've got to get the Word to them and in them. And so a lot of cases that entails Bibles. You'll see Bibles here. You'll see message books in this this picture as churches en masse often receive their first Bibles. And that still is a great 
Uh, every time I say it, it, it just does something within me. It's amazing that these people previously called themselves Christians but never had a Bible. I, I, just, I just don't know what to say about that. But we're so happy to get them Bibles. We're so happy to, to make these things available to them. In translation work this year, uh, we have, uh, there was 23 Luganda messages uploaded, 121 Atesso messages uploaded, 71 Karamajong messages uploaded, 41 Kenya Rwanda messages uploaded. I mentioned Kenya Rwanda that because although Kenya Rwanda is from the country of Rwanda, they use Kenya Rwanda in the southwest portion of Uganda, which is near Rwanda. And so we actually print books in Kenya Rwanda uh, for the country of Uganda. In the country of Rwanda, they print their own books for their own people in the Rwanda language. So God bless the brothers from Rwanda. Brother Ellie was uh, largely the one that led up that project. Uh, stand up, Brother Ellie. We thank you for what you did. Come on, <laughs> please. <laughs> thank you, Brother Ellie. You, you can stay standing for a moment. I, I want to introduce this humble brother who likes to hide because... He started this work in Rwanda and recruited some brothers over there. And in the country of Rwanda, they have probably about 400 and some translations now. Uh, and it could be, is it more than 400? Okay, about. And then what happened was we got them to the seed translation, the seed library translation. Don't sit down yet. I'm still talking about you. <laughs> and, uh, and then... They took over the project themselves. Now they're doing audio translation in their language and doing all of those things. They're printing their own in one of the local churches there that has taken over the print work and the brothers work with them and print the, the messages and everything. And I might not be up to date in there how everything's happening right now, but Rwanda is a happening place, all right? And then Brother Ellie is burdened for his sister country in Burundi, because Burundi and Rwanda used to be one country. And so Burundi is where the Kurundi language is, where he also uh, gathered a team of translators there, and now they're almost finished the seed library. And so you might pass this humble brother in the hallway, but let me tell you something. As Brother Tom says, uh, said last Sunday, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Amen. Thank you, Brother Ellie. Amen. And we also have seen the Runyakatara language, which is in Western Uganda, upload translations. We're, we are not working in that language, but others are, and printing books in that language. We don't print the Runyakatara books, but they're doing it over in the western part of the country. So much work is going on in translation to get the message into the languages of the local population there in Uganda. And there you can see boxes of message books that are printed with our Message Hub logo ready to go out there in Uganda and be shipped to the different regions that they need to receive in, in 2023, 127,750 individual messages were printed and shipped in Uganda. 127,000, the local brothers are printing it, volunteer labor, we thank God for volunteer labor. 
It makes the cost of printing a lot lower. They, that's what they can input, as I always tell them. You can add the labor. We'll, we'll produce the supplies. And together, we'll get the message into the hands of the people. Isn't that wonderful? And these are the languages. And we, you can see we also print English books now because there are many uh, believers around the capital city of Kampala, which now we've had some churches partner with us uh, to do some printing for some of the older established churches to supply the needed message books into some of the older established churches. So God bless those brothers. Uh, they know who they are in the different churches uh, around North America, actually around the world, that are helping to supply the needs in Uganda. Also in 2023, we've provided 8,500 Bibles, 4,400 church-age books, and almost 4,400 Hebrew series books to go out into the uh, new believers, amongst the new believers there in Uganda. I say that because we have basically exhausted our supply of other books. That is, books we print overseas. The Bibles, the church-age books, the Hebrew series, which are too expensive and too... We can't print it with volunteer labor. So to commercially print it in Uganda, it's cheaper to print it overseas and ship into the country. I'll tell you what the need is in just a moment. All right, let's talk about, for a moment, orphaned congregations. We've talked about these before. And I'm only going to mention this because I think the need needs to be expressed. We don't, our, our vision and our mission is not to build churches. That is not what we do. We get the message into the hands of the people. That's our focus. But sometimes people over the years have got a burden for these what we call orphaned congregations. What has happened is that many churches have uh, left their denomination. Many congregations have left their denominations. And as a result, the denomination says you can't use the building which we hold the title to. So you are now out on the streets and you might have a congregation of 50, 100, 200, 300 that has no place to worship. So they're worshiping under a tree. They're worshiping under a, a uh, a tarpaulin. They're worshiping uh, in whatever facility they can find. Sometimes they can rent a schoolroom or something. Not all the time. But I just want to share with you the need. And I'll tell you in a moment why. I asked the brothers, I said, how many, we've already built 58 of these churches. How many churches are left that, could, that are in need of some kind of shelter to worship in? They sent me the list for both Brother Stephen and Brother Fred. 236 congregations, average of 91 souls. That's 21,525 souls without a building that have no place to worship. Do we all enjoy our building here? And I'm, don't worry, I'm not going to pull for money on you. Uh, pull on you for money. But I just want you to be aware of this because we're, we're going to trust the Lord for this, whatever the Lord wants to do. You can trust God for finances as well as you can trust God for healing, as well as you can trust God for salvation. That's also a promise in His Word. He shall supply all of our needs according to His riches and glory. And if it is their needs... It is our needs. 
I'll say that again. If it is their needs, it is our needs. These are our brothers and sisters. And we're not the pastor there. We're not the one that leads the local congregation. Listen, they've spent many years building up their little building that they had in their denomination. Don't think it was the denomination's money that built that building. It wasn't. It was the local people that built that building. It was the denomination overlord that said, no, we're going to take that from you now because we got the title. And so the people are cast out by what they believe. And they become wanderers, pilgrims. They become people without a place to worship. How do you, how do you preach to 200 people without uh, having some, some way for them to sit down? some way for them to gather in some kind of a cohesive order is very, very difficult. And so I'm just saying that to say we're just presenting this need. Why are you presenting this need? This is the need. Costs now about $7,000. These are U.S. dollars per church, $1,700 per latrine. So now hold, fasten your seatbelt. There's the need. Over $2 million. It's what it's going to take to provide every one of these people with a church. Now you say, Brother Tim, we're a poor church, and we are. And we live in one of the most expensive cities in the world to live in. We do. And our, our paychecks are stretched pretty thinly, and they are. Say, so, well, then why are you mentioning it to us, Brother Tim? I'm not mentioning this to you. I'm mentioning this to God. The God that can raise the dead. The God that can still a storm is the God that can provide $2 million. Where's it going to come from? I don't know. I'm not going to say we have the money and it's in your pockets because I know it's not in your pockets. But I know my God has deep pockets. And He's able to provide. And we say speak for our families or speak for our healings. I decided I'm speaking for $2 million this morning. May God provide it according to His riches and glory and show Himself powerful enough to help these people in their needs in some way. And I've just laid it out now, and I say I commit it all to Jehovah God who is able to meet their needs according to His riches. It's, it's way beyond. We actually haven't built any churches this year because we haven't any, had any funds come in for building churches. We've done a few latrines which were necessary to get some of the churches on stream because the local authorities didn't allow them to worship in the buildings until they had a, a sanitary facility. And so uh, we got some online. We've got probably another six, eight to build in the existing uh, building, church buildings that we've done. But nevertheless, this is what this is going to take a miracle. How many believe in miracles? How many believe with me for a miracle? Amen. Amen. All right. So Uganda needs, as I said, churches and latrines over $2 million. Outreach, we help them to the tune of $5,000. What that means is that we help them this brother needs to go to this region and that brother needs to go to that region and so they might have a vehicle and so we give them a little bit of money for gasoline or the brother might take the bus to that region but can't afford it. He's a minister. He doesn't have... So we don't support ministry. We support needs. 
And so we help them to reach out. That's why sometimes there's, there's churches that come in and there's 500 people that need baptism, but there's no water where they're living. And so they need to be transported to where there's a, where, where there's a lake or, or a mud hole or something where they can get baptized in. And, and so those, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about outreach, holding meetings, that sort of thing. Uh, the local printing that we do in Uganda, as I said, we printed 127,000 individual messages. That costs about $4,000 a month. And then uh, the imported books that we need to do, the Bibles are the most expensive part, uh, but the, the bill is running close to $100,000 to get this all done. I believe God's able to do it because I've seen Him do it. And I'm just believing God for 2024 that He's going to provide everything that is needed on the mission field. Will you believe with me? Let's stand. The musicians can come. We've come down to a late, late hour. As Brother Tom said last Sunday, what we saw happen in, in uh, Israel on October the 7th, where demonic forces became unfettered as animals, hard to call them men, Animals crossed into the country and did unspeakable things to people that, that are too hard to mention in mixed company. And the vileness of the hour, and I, and I we were discussing it, and, you know, to me, I'll say it this way, if you're a sinner this morning, you need to you need to surrender your soul to Jesus Christ. Because what you saw in Israel on October the 7th is what you will see around the world when the tribulation happens. That was a warning to the world. You see, God said in His Word when the, when the wars, world wars broke out in the book of Revelation, it says, stop the four winds. The angels held the four winds until He sealed His servants in their forehead. And then God is sealing His elect. And then the full force of what you saw a glimpse of on October 7th will be fully loosed. When the, when the bride is taken off the earth, that is the restraining force in the world. The Holy Ghost in the bride restrains demonic power. But when you take the bride off the earth, you take the Holy Spirit off the earth, then that allows that demon power to do exactly what it wants to do by getting into the hearts and the minds of men and doing unspeakable things. It's going to be ugly. Don't go to the tribulation. If you hear me say anything, let me say it this morning and just confirm or reinforce what Brother Tom said. Don't go there. Don't risk going there. If you have anything speaking to your heart, make it right with God. And we're very close to the end. To me, it was more of a sign of how close we are to the end. As the last elect becomes sealed into the kingdom of God. Not just the Jews, but the Gentiles. Because when the last member of the bride of Jesus Christ comes in, 
the bride will be lifted off the earth in the rapture. And then it'll be tribulation time. We want to be in that rapture, don't we? We want to be counted as a member of the bride. But I also want to say, we want to be a part of this final victory. We're so close to victory. I don't know if you know that old song, Brother Ryan, um, Victory Ahead. Um, It's in the key of C. 719 was the number I found. I don't know if that's uh, the relative number. It's an old hymn. But we're so close to the finish. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, this mortal will put on immortality. This corruptible will put on incorruption. And then shall be brought to pass the saying, brought to pass the saying, death is swallowed up in victory. Hallelujah. There's coming a body change. Just like happened to Abraham and Sarah. There's coming a time where God sends his power, which is in your, in your mortal body, into your mortal body and changes the very fibers of your being so you can step from mortality to immortality. You can step from time into eternity. We're almost there. One more soul, Brother Kobus. One more message book. One more translation. That's the way I look at it. One more little bit of effort. You, told, you Brother Darren expressed the efforts of the programmers and all that they're doing to take the text of the message and make it available out there to the world. One more effort. One more adjustment. One more message downloaded. And then the last one's going to come in. The victory lays just, just ahead. Can you help me sing it? blood of Jesus, victory ahead, trusting in the Lord, I hear the conquerors tread, by faith I see the victory ahead, most of Israel led by God, round the walls of Jericho, softly drawn, trusting in the Lord, they felt the conquerors tread, by faith they saw
I'm looking at. I'm not looking at those things that is going to come on the world. I keep my eyes focused on the victory that's ahead. I've got, I've received a word. I've received a message that is promised to bring us to every fulfillment of the word. The expectation of the creation is being manifested in my day. I'm in that same expectation. You say, oh, is it going to change your mortal body, Brother Tim? Well, I know it changed my spiritual body. I was a sinner. I was bound by the world in lusts and the things of the flesh. And one day I got born again. And it set me free from those things. So they couldn't hold me no more. It's called the new birth. I became a new creation. But that new creation has a fulfillment. It has a hidden purpose. And that hidden purpose has been revealed in our day. Hallelujah. Our God is tremendous. He never faileth. He's going to fulfill his word. And that's what that's the one in whom I'm trusting in. He's the same one that saved me. He healed me from all of my sicknesses that I've been through my life. I've seen him raise the dead. I've seen him still the storm. And then one day I'm going to see him change his mortal body. I believe I'm going to see him provide two million dollars. I'm not asking for myself. This is not my flesh asking for this. I'm just believing God's able to do it. I want to see him work a miracle financially. Praise the Lord. You might say, oh, Brother Tim, that's so carnal. No, it's not. It's about building churches. I'm not getting any richer over it. Matter of fact, I'm getting poorer as time goes on. But that doesn't make a difference. We're moving into the victory. And we want to see God do everything that he's promised in his word. That's the kind of God that we serve. I think we ought to sing our God is tremendous. Amen. Do you believe this? When I'm in need, I call on the Lord. Why don't you call on him tonight? I know it's late. I appreciate your patience. This will be the last song. And then we'll close in prayer. But if you're in need tonight, call on the Lord. If you want something from God, call on the Lord. He'll hear your cry. He'll answer you. I know it from experience. How many know it from experience? Amen. When I'm in need, I call on the Lord. And He hears me. Yes, He helps me. He is faithful. And true, I won't forget His
tremendous? I've asked him for $2 million this morning. What have you asked him for? You know, Brother Branham said to Hattie Wright, ask for a million dollars and see if it doesn't appear. Is that the third poll? That's what he said. Say, oh, oh, Brother Tim, you know, that, that say, listen, I had a meeting with the trustees a couple weeks ago. They know it'll be a miracle. Hallelujah. They know that ain't there. But I just believe God's able. What do you have need of this morning? I believe God's able. Doesn't matter what you have on your heart this morning. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. I believe God's able. I believe He's a miracle working God. You hold your need before the Lord, whatever it is. You just hold that before God. And as He is present in the midst of His people, he hears your cry. Heavenly Father, you know it's not like me to ask for money, Lord. But I'm not asking the people, Father. I'm asking you. Lord, I'm not doing it for me. I'm not even doing it for anybody here at Cloverdale Bible Way. When I got that list of churches, Father, thought of all the souls that it represented you know my heart I pray oh God I ask Father that you will fulfill your word and give them according to their needs oh God I commit them into your hands I commit us into your hands you see every need that's in this place Father in this moment when faith is moving, oh God. Lord, as your children are standing here, saying, Lord, I'm giving my heart to you. I'm giving my need to you. I'm giving my burden to you, Lord. I believe you're a miracle-working God. And though my miracle that I need might be small, you're still able to do it, Lord. I pray, Father, for every need that's in this place. I pray, Lord, that you will supernaturally use this service to quicken the faith of your children 
and cause them to leave this place with an expectation that what they have asked for they shall receive according to the mighty God which they serve. If there's any sinner here this morning that has wondered about the future, Lord, may they just cast themselves on the Lamb of Calvary. Lord, may they just give themselves to you and say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Take me, O God. Change me. Fill me with your presence, O Lord. Let your word be fulfilled in my life as we repent of our sins and give ourselves to you, Father. For me, Lord, I'm so thankful for all the things that you've done. I would sing that song all my life. You have been faithful. You've been nothing but faithful, Lord. You've provided. You've met every need that I've had. You've comforted me in times of sorrow. Oh, God, you've always been there for me. I'm not asking for myself. Father, I'm asking for the others. May you just move on someone's behalf this morning. Oh, God, you see what I don't see. You know what I don't know, Father. And I ask in the name of Jesus Christ that you will bring to pass mighty things out of this service this morning. I give it to you entirely into your hands now, Lord. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you for your attention this morning. Do you love the Lord? Amen. I sure do. And I don't do real I don't really cover these things adequately, but I trust the Holy Spirit to just make it real to you that you and your burden will pray for your needs and for the needs that you've heard this morning. God bless you. The service is dismissed in Jesus' name.